down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, read. Because everything, <laughs> all this talking that they, that they were doing all year, uh -huh. and exclude Paul and exclude Kawhi. Yeah. You know, you know, even exclude like, you know, Trez and I mean, obviously we know. Who well, now yeah, we know. Hey everyone, welcome to a new edition, a special edition of the Ball Street Journal. We're gonna do a two-part series uh, called Real Talk with Real Fans. The goal of this series is to look at two teams in specific, the Lakers with Rohit and the Nets with Sandeep, to try to get an understanding of, as the two premier teams of this league, what they're looking forward to and what their expectations are. We're going to start off this series with uh, introducing Rohit. Rohit, welcome. Thanks for coming in. What's up, man? Uh, it's good to, be, good to be here. Good to be a Lakers fan right now. <laughs> I think... Uh, you know, after listening to your uh, your celebration tour, your with the J, it's it's exciting. This is going to be a great year. The the Lakers did a lot of stuff in the off season, so I'm sure you're super excited. That the off season was short, so that you're you didn't have too much Lakers withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually a little bit of initially. Actually, there's a bit of like I wanted. I felt bad for the guys having gone through the bubble, like and wanted them to have a little bit more time. And obviously, there was like a lot of talks on when to start the NBA season. So I was hoping they'd have a little bit more time to kind of get time off, given how like harrowing that experience was, and kind of being away from their families. And especially since we're going into like now, the NBA is really going to get tested with how good they are with handling COVID protocols, given we're headed into it with like the knee deep in the pandemic. So I was hoping for a little bit more of an off season, but hey, I'm not going to complain. And I think. I think, I mean, like LeBron and AD, you're not going to see too much of them like going all out for at least a few weeks to, I'd say, even a month or two before they're starting to turn it on, really. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I'm The one thing I do worry about for pretty much all teams is just with the shortened offseason for the bubble teams, like what, what it's going to be like in terms of injury and also for the younger players, what it's going to be like uh, for their off-season development because a lot of times you know you have six four to six months to really develop your off-season game depending on when you lose in the playoffs and uh i feel like that's really been sh shrunk down this year so it'll be interesting the good thing is the lakers don't have too many young players so that the off-season you know building is not too much of an issue but they do have a team that's turned over a lot over the last year so what are your expectations for this team this year um, I mean, they're really high, I mean, as they should be, because, I mean, they just won a championship. I think, I mean, people debate about it, but, I mean, it's hard to say that they haven't gotten better. I mean, you can argue that on the defensive end, they might have lost a little bit in losing, you know, uh, in losing Dwight um, and... But and adding like you know adding and kind of getting pieces like Marcus Ole. But offensively, dude, like yeah, we our bench was the big issue. I mean, if you watch the Lakers last season, um, I thought like I wasn't sure if we, I thought we were in the cont in contention to win a championship last year, but I didn't think for sure we had it. And I mean, the Clippers implosion, like we we talked a lot about, and then the and then kind of the Heat being injured in the finals, all that helped out. And it was more of a war of attrition in the bubble. But I I didn't expect a championship in year one with AD and LeBron. I was hoping for it. I think that it was a it was definitely a possibility. I wasn't expecting one for sure. Now that they've already gotten that monkey off their back and they've added like the right pieces to the roster, obviously, you know, Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, um, you know, uh, now getting rid of Danny Green, getting um, uh, Wes Matthews and getting Marcus Hull. All those pieces are huge. I mean, hats off to Palinka, and they should be expected. They, they should be in the driver's seat to repeat. And I mean, the Nets in the East, like you'll talk to Sandeep about, he'll give you the he'll give you the down low on them. But anything less than repeating is, you know, uh, would be considered a failure in my opinion this year. 
Wow, I mean, the Western Conference is a competitive conference, so it's it's really a championship or bust season, which which makes sense. You know, LeBron's getting older. AD and LeBron now have a year down with chemistry. But if you if I told you that the the Lakers make it to the finals or the Western Conference finals but lose, you would say that's a failed season. I mean, I think there's a piece, there's a couple of pieces. I was texting Ajay about this. It's like there's a level of relief that we won last year, and I don't think like I'd be like heartbroken if they lost this year i mean i'd be obviously disappointed but i think um if just being i mean being honest about it i mean it's like if barring any injuries given their roster this year how they played last year and the the pieces they filled i mean they should be expected to win a championship and to kind of set yourself short of that expectation and say like and you know like would be um you know wouldn't be fair to that team and i think they expect that the organ and it's the lakers organization they expect that you have the and based on the latest nba power rankings you have the two best players in the league with a strong now a strong bench like i mean to say that anything less of a championship would be a acceptable i mean again it can happen I, and i'm not discounting like the talent in the west but you sh- they should be expected to repeat at the same time though like um yeah th- i mean for as a lebron fan personally i mean i feel relieved that he won like uh, won the championship and won the finals mvp last year third only player to do it on three different teams year two lebron got it done again on another team i mean that that's all great but i mean you kind of if you look at every season on its own um they should have a i'm hoping that they win this year and they, they should have the expectation to win uh, that yeah, I mean, I think that's a totally reasonable way to look at the Lakers. I mean, it would be very nice if every team had champ- a true championship robust uh, caliber of players, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, that's not the case. Some of us like to enjoy the preseason as it kicked off yesterday. But um, in light of that, you know, with this team having turned over, who do you think is going to be the most impactful offseason acquisition? I mean, yeah, I think it's gonna be. It's, I would. It's hard to say which one just yet. I think there's a couple of like couple of pieces of the team that I'm kind of like looking out for. I mean, obviously, I expect our bench production to go up. I mean, I think, I think. So two big things. I think. I, I guess the big answer, the first one right off the bat, would be. Um, will Schroeder, will Schroeder outproduce Rondo? Um, like I expect him to outproduce in the regular season and it's kind of be much more of a consistent bench rotation player. And like, uh, and I want to see him. If he could, and he's also made comments like, you know, he wants to be a starter and things of that nature. Can he embrace his role? Can he kind of be that six man of the year candidate? Like he was runner up for it. And um, you know. Can he can he be the six man of the year candidate candidate that he was last year? Give that production and then continue to give that production and even take it to another level like Rondo did in the playoffs. And that's been a big um, question mark that you know a lot of the Lakers naysayers are kind of saying whether um, the playoff production of Rondo will that be matched by Schroeder and whether this bench unit will mesh and come together like our unit did last time during the playoffs. Um, I think uh, then whether you know Montrez Harold is definitely going to give more like give that same energy and punch that kind of Dwight Howard gave, but can he be that consistent force uh, that that he has been and kind of be better than he was in the playoffs last year? So there's new pieces and whether they can basically. I think in the regular season, I'm very confident that these places would be more productive, but whether in the postseason they can kind of come together and give the same level of production that some of these guys emerged and gave with like these veterans gave last year and I think that's what I'm going to be looking out for and then the second thing which is um, pretty valid thing to keep an eye out for is the Lakers defense I think um, a lot of factors for this I mean I think you can say that we got potentially got a little bit worse on defense um, without like you know guys like Dwight Howard um, 
So it's kind of like whether we can ma- match that defensive intensity, whether in a set like a, a short off season with a you know with like an older Le- LeBron being now one one year older, one postseason run like uh, more tired, whether you can, you know he'll keep that same defensive intensity and they can be this have the same defensive identity going down. So I think that's basically my in, in summary. It's the um, defensive identity of the team and whether um, these new pieces can add to the regular season offensively, but also whether they can fit. Um, Fit fit into the postseason well, so that's what I'm looking out for. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see because it's even though the team is the championship team, there's so many pieces that have moved around. And last year, the one thing that really worked for them was their chemistry. And I think there was a lot of you know even during um, the 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 shutdown of the NBA, a lot of the guys were coming and hanging out and working out together. And now there's such a short off season, and you're adding a lot of personality guys. Let's say. You know, I don't think a guy like Marc Gasol or, or Wes Matthews is going to have that much trouble. But, you know, guys like Schroeder or, or Montrose Harrell, like those are those are good, great basketball players, but they also have a little bit of a personality. And so I was it's it'll be interesting to see what the team chemistry is like this year. Uh, what would mm-hmm. you know, let's say the the Lakers, we all we all know that there's going to be a period of resting for AD and LeBron. How much do you expect mm-hmm. LeBron to play this year? How many games would you expect him to be there? Would you expect him to play back-to-backs? And if he wasn't, would you be upset? I mean, as a fan who might go to games, what should you be looking forward to? Uh, and w- which ticket games should you be buying? <laughs> I mean, you've kind of, I mean, uh, me and you have had a lot of discussions, like, you know, about, like, you know, the, the, real, the, the, the regular season and the real season. And, I mean, even LeBron, I mean, has been for like a, I'd say for the last four or five years of his career he's kind of been like you know um, he turns it on when he in the playoffs and they, there's playoff LeBron and and he has been managed like in some ways load managing um, last season actually he didn't do as much of that as I was I was really surprised in year 17 but I think that was just him trying to like you know like get them the get them over the hump kind of set the tone and kind of make it happen given that he knows where he is in his career um i personally would not i mean definitely early on in the season i'm like totally expecting a lot of load management from lebron and ad i expect ad to play a little bit more given that he's like he's younger and but i mean back to backs i'd be shocked if lebron played many back to backs this season i think it's going to be much more of like a like a crescendo i think it's going to start off slow and then they'll kind of they, basically they're gonna try to hang around as much as they can like in the like you know make sure they're not falling too behind in the standings let these new pieces kind of ha- have a lot more time to kind of get some on-court time kind of let them develop with a little bit of like with a pretty decent minutes restriction on lebron and ad and then kind of turn it up as and then sometimes you know for marquee matchups i'd probably expect them to get show up for like you know like clippers like the clippers mavs like top western conference teams especially as the season goes on they'll be there playing the playing much more like uh much more heavy minutes but i think especially to start the season the first month i think there's gonna be a lot of load management on ad and lebron i think they'll probably come in for bits and pieces of game and i games and i feel like the preseason they didn't show up yesterday and then i feel like that's going to be a continued trend at least for some a lot of these games and you'll probably see them on these like you know christmas day and you might see them on like some of these big matchups but um with a with like a pretty significant minutes re- reduction um the the flip side of that, that i'm excited about as a fan is like you know yesterday like tht showed out uh so Taylor horton tucker for those who aren't lakers fans so i was really excited uh, <laughs> um based on how he turned out I think it's going to be cool for him, people like him, obviously the new new acquisitions, um, always the question about whether Kuzma, when, when or if Kuzma is going to emerge. I think all of that might work in our favor, but the, the flip side is like, you know, 
we can kind of play around with all this but not fall the western conference is extremely competitive um kind of finding that balance between letting these guys play load managing these guys and um letting the rest of the guys like kind of the rest of the guys develop while not falling behind in the standings that's going to be the challenging part of the season and the balance is i mean i have my own ideas but i think and i honestly haven't looked at the schedule that closely i mean I've, i haven't like um kind of looked at it too closely yet because i'm um i'm still like waiting to kind of see how things turn out but and i honestly like i'm just coming off the championship i feel like i'm not fully like and even in general with the regular season i'm not fully don't read too much into the first month of the season just because i think um it takes some time to settle in with these new pieces so yeah we'll see how it goes i think it's going to be it'll, it'll figure itself out as the year goes on yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, in the uh, in the underground spheres of basketball fandom, uh, people are emerging and saying that the the Los Angeles Lakers should change their name um, so that people know who they really are, which is, you know, the the clutch sport, the clutch sports Lakers. What are your thoughts about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the um, it's pretty much like LeBron hater in 101. You have to be able to answer that question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't answer that question you're out of any debate so for that um no i mean it's it's crazy the kind of a lot people have very strong feelings about clutch sports and i mean i think especially a lot of nba ownership a lot of anonymous sources have come out and kind of denounced some of it um there's a lot of stuff with you know like the the college sports rule like kind of the not allowing an agent without like a, i forgot exactly without a college degree or something to kind of be able to be and that was kind of direct directly um uh directed at chris uh, at uh, rich paul so i mean i think the, yeah the lakers are very much a clutch clutch sports um managed franchise and i mean there's a lot of like sour grapes from a lot of other people in terms of yeah what it is i think I can see I can see how where the frustrations come from where it's like you know the league's most powerful player has kind of has his hands in a lot of this stuff and it's frustrating especially for a lot of these smaller markets and I I understand that frustration I think some of it is valid criticism and it's true but I think what clutch sports as a brand brings to it's like like what I would say is a flip side of that is like I think it brings a like he's brought a lot of um player autonomy player movement to the league which a lot of old school basketball heads kind of say is not good for the league I just think that that was an yeah, that was an inevitable shift in basketball, in my opinion. In today's day day and age, there's social media. It's a completely different world from you know where basketball was in the '90s. And Jordan would have had his own issues with social media. I mean, tremendous like problems with that. And I think with with this free like this area era of like you know free social media speech, I think this was kind of inevitable. And I think. Rather than criticize clutch sports, I would say kind of like, you know, this is kind of the way it's going to be. And I think more, more and more like uh, franchises, more and more agents, should, I think, take on that model because it has worked well. And I think players tend to like it. There's a lot of like, you know, even with AD, it took a long time for him to sign his contract. And there's a lot of like, you know, uh, and like with LeBron and stuff like, I mean, I was surprised he actually signed the like ex- signed the extension because I'm like, it's usually year to year. And a lot of even Ajay and a lot of like Lakers fans are surprised he signed the extension because it's so... Um, you know, it's 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 such a player. It gives it gets so much player empowerment. Um, I really like that, and I mean, kind of directed at you. You can definitely comment comment on some of that. Is like, um, you know, like it puts pressure on a ma- on management to be you know on their toes and kind of make moves that make the team successful rather than banking on the you know the the lore of the franchise, the name of the franchise, and forces the management to be like, hey, if we don't make these moves. Um, we may lose our this franchise players, or we we may lose uh, lose this guy in the off season to some to greener pastures. And 
um, it's 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 complicated. I mean, it's like obviously like a place like New York or L.A. has an inherent advantage given their geography and population. I mean, places like um, the Bucks and stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I empathize like, you know, like trying to keep someone like Giannis is tough and they are trying as a franchise. But like, yeah, there are also like, you know, like your um, <laughs> Dolans of the world where you kind of have to, <laughs> I think this kind of thing will put pressure on them. And I've thought, I, I think what I've always said is like, I mean, um, kind of it's like you... As a fan, I want like the ownership to at least try and like keep us in contention. If injuries happen, it's a bust season. I mean, the first season LeBron came. I mean, it was not a successful season. It was a disappointment. But you know that the like I mean, they came out in the off season, pulled off the AD trade, and then this season they got even better. So like, uh, it's very easy to be like a Lakers fan, given that I mean, both it has both a desirable location, uh, like the, a very like popular market that players are going to come to, and they always kind of get their way. But like, I think it just puts pressure on like even other owners to kind of be like hey we need to kind of not be complacent make smart moves and kind of like make sure that we're staying relevant trying to stay relevant year after year that makes sense yeah i mean i wish you know i wish all all teams had uh, had a sports agency that uh, sports agency that could attract talent at a discount rate for them um but unfortunately not all teams have that i'm glad that the lakers have that and that's that's it's good for their success and lebron really takes care of his guys or sorry clutch sports really take care of their guys and so i i if i was a basketball player if i was that talented i would want to be on clutch sports and not only can i win but also get my money um and entering a little bit of a rapid fire sort of off the cuff questions uh would you do you anticipate lebron or ad uh, winning regular season uh, MVP awards this year. Um, I think that's that all depends on how much they play AD. I think like I, I mean I don't anticipate LeBron getting another MVP in his career. I think um, I mean as much as I criticize the Clippers for load managing last year, they're coming off, the Lakers are coming off a championship and a short off season. So I would be a, like I would be surprised if LeBron wasn't heavily load managed and he's not going to be in the MVP conversation this year. I'd be surprised if he was. I mean, last year, like, I was frustrated because I think he was making his way into the MVP conversation just as the um, season was um, kind of, he got halted by the, by, by you know, the, the stoppage for COVID. This season, I mean, AD could be in the running for um, MVP. And I think LeBron has, has also come out and said that he's like going to, like, ex- he's like hoping that AD will go make a run for it. He's going to push him to be one. So to answer that question, I think AD should be in the running for MVP this year. And what about Defensive Player of the Year? Do you think uh, AD pulls a Giannis and can win, um, you know, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be coming. It'll be the. I think it'll be a lot of the. I think last year LeBron was kind of competing with Giannis for MVP, and then AD for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. But I think yeah, I mean, AD is like the stalwart of this defense based on how much he plays, based on how the Lakers do in the regular season. It's. Where it's, I think, yeah, he's definitely gonna. I mean, AD is a perennial, like, perennially gonna be in the running for defensive player of the year. So, definitely, I think he's gonna, he and Giannis, if they're, if he plays a lot and Giannis, and Giannis is gonna play a lot, if, if AD plays a lot in the regular season, it's gonna be neck and neck between them two. I expect that. Okay. Do you think that the only thing that'll pull LeBron away from the Lakers at this point is his son, Bronny, you know, seeing that he <laughs> lined up his contract? Is that, is that your biggest fear? Is that Bronny's gonna come to the NBA and LeBron's gonna jump ship and go to a different team? I mean, dude, at this point, I, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I, that's all rumored and probably, I mean, yeah, if it happens, great. I mean, I think it's, at this point, it's all been like a bonus for me. I think like LeBron's career is so, like such a long career, like both him and Brady, it's like the longest 
runs that any superstars have had in sports at being this high level and the reason actually I mentioned even Brady and stuff is like kind of I can kind of mention how my model with LeBron would change at the tail end of his career it's like right now like I watch Brady and I'm like you know like he like I, like I keep tabs on him from afar but it's like with LeBron at that point it's like you know just a bonus to see him play but even now for me man with LeBron it's kind of like the ex the the stress and the expectation of winning it's like of course I want him to win of course I want the Lakers to repeat but I don't feel like last year like every every like playoff game i was like I, i knew how limited the window was i'm like god i just hope he wins one on the lakers and he did now it kind of comes down to like um now it comes down to like this season i'll be watching closely to see hey can we can we repeat and then uh kind of have a chance for him to potentially retire on a three-peat which would be crazy and then obviously and then and obviously we know how many he's going to get to if he gets to three more with the lakers and then that if there's a chance for him to get six that's like you know that that'll change everything entirely but you know we'll see how this year go- this year is kind of like a let's see how this year goes we have a lot of pieces we should get there we, we have a good chance of repeating if we do repeat this year then next season will be very interesting and that'll kind of to his documentary in 10 years you know you'll have your like kind of your like last few years of the run like like jordan did with the bulls and kind of seeing all the nuances of that whether he's going to join his son whether you if you've repeated a team whether you kind of come back or like how how the egos and dynamics and the all of that comes together so it'll all be fascinating i think this year is very pivotal because i think seeing how if they repeat this year or not kind of puts a lot of those other things in motion and puts a lot of those other things in play or not in play for sure i mean i think you know 10 years from now we're going to view the the Wizards Michael Jordan as the brawny LeBron James and so we'll yep. see where he ends his twilight of his career but that's an exciting and thing that could be coming up all right man that's that's it that wraps it up I'm really hopeful that the Lakers have a good season I think you know I think the only thing really standing in their way between them and a deep playoff to championship run would be injuries you got AD who's an injury historically injury prone player yep. and LeBron James who's entering his 18th season so I wish you guys all the best of luck. Um, you know, LA has done a great job this offseason in re-signing their re-signing their talents. Um, you know, they got Paul George who signed a long contract, AD who signed a long contract, and LeBron who signed a long contract, and then of course you who signed a one-year contract at Cedar Sinai. So we're very proud of you. Congratulations. <laughs> have a good uh, have a good season, and hopefully you can get out get out to see a couple of the games at the Staples Center um, when they let fans get in there. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Sean. Bye.